0: for this team this offseason? It doesn't have to just be defensively. Obviously, they need to improve defensively. But what are the top three priorities if they're going to acquire players from free agency, trade, or draft? What position groups do you think that it's a must that they address this offseason? Yeah, well, I mean, it's just got to be the
1: defense as a whole. I think the glaring weakness uh, of this team right now would probably be the secondary, right? Um, and look, you're hoping that you get a healthy Tracy Walker back. You combine him with Kirby Joseph. Okay, maybe we're okay at safety. Uh, but you look at the corner spot, and that's obviously a huge question, right? Jeff Okuda uh, was praised, you know, throughout what probably 14 games as man. He looks like a different player, right? He's looking like he's turning into um, not a game change ball hawk type guy, but a very solid corner. And then the last couple games, we didn't even see him play. Right, yeah. He was inactive. Yeah, what so happened? It's like, okay, what's going on there? Right. Uh, you look at the other pieces you have. Will Harris is a guy who transitioned from safety to corner, did an okay job, right? But is he a, a day one starter that you can write, you know, chalk down in, in, in the Sharpie? No. I think a lot of these guys are penciled in. Uh, that would be the first weakness, I think, that you look at in their defense, and and I still think the defensive line. I still think you're probably two or three pieces away. Look, I like what they have um, with Aiden Hutchinson. We all loved what we saw with James Houston. You know, I think we would all love if they could find a way to uh, keep John Kaminsky around and be a part of that group uh, as well. Ali McNeil, bugs, guys that were probably you know, unheralded players where didn't get a whole lot of of praise or love, but solid players. Um, But they still got to find, in my opinion, some sort of interior three-down player, meaning just not, hey, we're stopping the run on first and second and subbing all these guys for the NASCAR package. Like, find me a guy that's going to go play three downs, stop the run first and second, and get after the quarterback on third, right? And I know it's easier said than done. These guys just don't grow on trees. You can't just go pluck them uh, from wherever. But yeah. that would be a huge uh, addition to that defense as well. And, look, I think the other thing is, is you got to bring in game changers at this point, right? You've spent the last two uh, offseasons building the foundation, right? Panay Sewell, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, you know, Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson, Hutchinson yeah. hopefully Jameson Williams, right? The other guys that they – Malcolm Rodriguez. Like, you're building that foundation of young players, I think it's fair to say right now that that foundation is set, right? We know you got the right type of veteran players mixed with the right type of young players. Uh, now's the time to go over the top. Now's the time to start putting all the finishing touches on. Now's the time to go get me that chandelier, right? Go get me that, yeah. uh, that crystal, uh, you know, that's going to sit on the table, right? Go give me the pretty things that are going to make this thing really start to take off and really start to shine and sparkle. Um, I think they're at that point now where Brad Holmes admitted last year, uh, you know, when he was asked, hey, a lot of wide receiver movement, right? A.J. Brown getting dealt and – uh you know, Hollywood Brown from Baltimore and even at a time, you know, uh, Devontae, Devontae Adams. Adams, right? And even Debo Samuel this time last year wanted out of San Francisco. And he was asked, you know, hey, did, were you thinking about getting any, getting, getting in on any of those moves? And he said, no. He was like, I, you got to kind of know where your team's at, right? Are these guys going to come in and help us, you know, still be a borderline playoff team? Or are we at the point now where we want to go get guys that can help us? Get to the championship weekend, heaven forbid, get on a run and get to the Super Bowl. Um, I think he probably feels a lot different than he did this point last year. And I think that it would be acceptable for us as fans if we saw some of that, if we saw an aggressive trade or whatever it may be to go get, you know, that game changing type guy that can come in and be a difference maker for your team. I think they're at that point now where they can they can start taking a couple more shots like that.
0: Yeah, and so for me, the priorities aren't that much different. I think the number one priority defensively is in the secondary, and when, I think you're probably with me, when I say that, it doesn't mean I want them to go use that six number six overall pick uh, on a corner or on a safety. I, I I still think you've got to take positional value in the draft, but they need to address, whether it's in free agency trade or uh, the draft, you're going to have to continue to get better in the secondary, especially at the corner position. i I've thought about it a lot, and I don't want to pick up Jeff Okuda's fifth year. I think you let him play it out, uh, and if he shows improvement, it doesn't mean you can't, you know, give him a contract extension yeah, throughout resign, the year yeah. or re-sign him in free agency next year. Uh, but I don't want to get locked into you know escalating contracts for guys that are just you know maybe Borderline, okay or, yeah. or a little bit better than okay. They're good, but they're not great. Um, and you know, if you pick up a guy's fifth year contract now, all of a sudden in year six. You know they're not going to take. They're not going to want to take a pay cut, and it just puts them on a trajectory that I don't think is is due to Jeff Okuda. Um, number two for me in my priority list would be defensive line. Very much like you, you got to have that three down guy in the middle that can be a run stopper. You know, and and then also be able to put pressure on quarterbacks, be able to create mismatches. That if you can rush four guys or even three in a third and long situation. Then you could drop guys into the secondary and be an effective defensive pass, uh, you know, in in, in, a, in a position to defend the pass better. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May fifth. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for the Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. With eight guys in coverage, and a lot of people would probably say linebacker, but for me, number three, I'm going to go back to the offensive side and say offensive line. I don't think Vitai's back, and as much as I love Evan Brown, I don't think the Lions are going to be able to afford to keep him back. So whether it's in the draft or it's in free agency, you go and get a next-tier guy that can come in because you're going to have to at some point pay Jonah Jackson. Now you got Taylor Decker, Jonah Jackson, Frank Rag. Now Penny Sewell. You've got a lot invested, and it might be the right time to go in the second round. I wouldn't even be opposed in that number eighteen position of getting a guy that's a tackle guard type at that. I think it might be a little bit high, but I don't think you can have too many pass protectors as well as pass defenders. And yeah. and by that I mean getting after the quarterback.
1: Yeah, and I I, I don't hate that. Um, I do think that. The way that their offense is designed and also with the personnel that they have around, like you don't need to plug in for me, you know, an all pro guy at right guard for this right. offense to be great, right? right. You're playing next to uh, Pro Bowlers and Frank right now and Panay Sewell. Um, we saw it last year, whether it be Evan Brown, whether it be uh, Dan Skipper, uh, Coyote, Oshika, you know, started a game there yep. and the offense never really took a step back. So I think that gives me a little bit of uh, solace in saying, you know, it's definitely a need, but like you said, not one that you have to go jump out at right away in the first round and say, we got to find our guy. You know, there's there's offensive linemen, um, you know, throughout the draft. Uh, Jonah Jackson was a third-round pick, came in day one starter, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, We obviously know that uh, guard is – Way more important than any tackle position, though, so it will be a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, of a you challenge. can plug those
0: third round guys in there. Hell, you can plug a fifth or sixth round guy in there. You can find uh, uh, at guard.
1: You can find a lot more tackles. Uh, you know, later in the draft. That's because everybody wants to play tackle. <laughs> but yeah, I, that that's, and honestly, offensively, um, you know, I, I probably you hate to say I, I don't even say it's a big need. It's definitely a need, um, but. I still think the running back position as well. You know, what are, what are they going to do with Jamal Williams? Kind of surprised that nothing has been done uh, yet. But is he a guy you're going to bring back? Are you going to add? If I were them, I would definitely add another uh, young player throughout the draft. Right? Mm-hmm. We know DeAndre Swift's going into a contract. Here. Is he a guy that, with his injury history, that you're going to delve out a, a a large extension to at this point? Probably not. So I think that's going to be a position. Uh, offensively, that they're going to have to take care of as well. Um, just making sure you've got just the way their offense runs, you know, the more bodies you got back there, the better. Yeah. And if they're when they're rotating, you know, not only two guys with Swift and Williams, but a third guy in there as well, I think that's when they're at their best. So I think you know, off right guard, going to have to find a piece there, and I think uh, a little situational running back would help as well.
0: Well, when we come back next week, uh, I do want to take a look in division. The Lions were 5 and 1 this year in division, which is great. First thing you got to do is be able to win games in your division. Then you got to find a way to actually win your division, and you know a couple years ago obviously it was Green Bay, and for many years it was Green Bay. This past year it was Minnesota. Chicago's got a lot of cap room, uh, and they've they've got a lot of draft picks, a lot of draft capital. They're in the catbird seat in this year's draft with that number one overall pick, Uh, and if they choose to deal it, what what might that look like? Uh, But we'll take a look at what the division looks like, what we expect to happen at the different uh, uh, you know, cities uh, that the Lions uh, will be playing in, as well as you know what happens with the non-division opponents this year, the common opponents that the Lions will have with Green Bay, Minnesota, and Chicago. But we'll get into that next week uh, here on Necessary Roughness.